Glory, 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 glory. It's another episode of Grace and Faith Podcast. Thank you for listening in. Let's say a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to look into your word. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for his death, his burial and resurrection. Thank you for what we have in him. And thank you for what we have in him. We give you praise, dear Father. And so we ask that even as we go into your word, that you will open our eyes of understanding to behold wondrous things from your word. It will transform our lives and our minds will also be renewed. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. All right. We are still on the Made Man series. And this is the last episode on the Made Man series. Glory to God. It's been a wonderful, wonderful journey so far in this series. Um, and I know that this is just a good way to end this particular series. And to end the series, we are looking at made able ministers. Made able ministers. I'll be reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 2 Corinthians 3 from verse 3 to 6. It says, For as much as he are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not in the tables of stone, but in fleshy tables of the heart, and such have we through Christ to God word. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Verse 6. Who also has made us able ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. Glory to God. Bible says in verse 6, 2 Corinthians 3, 6. God has made us able ministers. Now, when we talk about ministers and ministry, an average believer believe we are talking about pastors. I mean, they'll talk about pastors, we're talking about maybe apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, people that are preaching behind the pulpit. And that's what an average believer be, um, thinks of when we talk about minister and ministries and yes it's fine it's 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 beautiful but that's just not the total uh the old truth that's not the old thing when it comes to minister and ministry now if you read ephesians chapter 4 ephesians chapter 4 i'll quickly read from verse um 7 it says, But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, When he ascended upon high, he, he led captivity captive, and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower part of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. Verse 11. And he gave some apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Verse 12, he says, For the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, 
for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Glory to God. So yes, there are people that have been set in the church as evangelists, as apostles, prophets, pastors, and teachers. We call them ministry gifts. We call them fivefold ministry. But you see, the Bible clearly defined their work, their role. Verse 12, it says, For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. The word perfecting there actually means maturing. That you develop the saints. They are to develop the saints to do the work of ministry. Praise God. That means every saint, every believer is expected to do the work of the ministry. So when we talk about ministry, when we talk about doing ministry, we're not talking about the fivefold ministers alone. We're not talking about the apostles, the prophets, the pastors and teachers. We are talking about all the saints. We are to do the work of ministry. A proof of spiritual growth, one of the proofs of spiritual growth, is that you are effectively doing the work of the ministry. So you may want to ask, okay, what exactly is the work of the ministry? Second Corinthians chapter 5. Second Corinthians and chapter 5. I'll be reading from verse 17, which is a popular verse we all know if any man be in christ verse 17 says therefore if any man be in christ he is a new creature all things are passed away behold all things are become new now this is where we normally stop we all just exclaim oh we are the man in christ i'm a new creature in christ glory to god it's awesome it's beautiful but don't stop there let's go into verse 18 it says, and all things are of God, who have reconciled us to himself by Christ Jesus, and are given to us the ministry of reconciliation. If you're going to accept the verse 17, that you are a new creation in Christ Jesus, then you're going to accept the verse 18, that God has also given us a ministry of reconciliation. Hallelujah. So when we are talking about doing the work of the ministry, the work of the ministry is very clear. It is the ministry of reconciliation. And verse 18, and verse 19 rather, says to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not in putting their trespasses unto them, and had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So, at the moment we became new creations in Christ, we received the ministry of reconciliation and we were given the word of reconciliation. Praise God. So, every new creature in Christ Jesus has been given the ministry, the ministry of reconciliation. And the ministry is fulfilled by the preaching of the gospel to the unsaved. It is the proclamation of to the world how Christ has died for sins and is risen from the dead for the justification of mankind. Hallelujah. So God has made us able minister of this gospel. 
it is who we are in Christ, able ministers. I know when we are saying this is who we are in Christ, this is what we have in Christ. We hardly talk about that we are ministers in Christ Jesus, but it is also part of the reality. We are ministers in Christ Jesus, able ministers in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, God wants all men to be saved. First Timothy chapter 2. First Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4. Bible says, who will have all men to be saved? That is God will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. That's Paul talking to Timothy. Peter also said the same thing in 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. He says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering towards word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God wants all men saved. God wants all men to come to repentance. And so he has given us that ministry, the ministry of bringing men back to him by the preaching of the gospel, the ministry of saving men, snatching men from the power of darkness, from the kingdom of darkness, from hell. Praise God. The reason you are saved is because somebody somewhere preached the gospel to you. You heard. That's what Romans chapter 10 was talking about. It's not possible to be saved until you hear the gospel. Romans chapter 10. I'm going to read from verse um, 13. It says, For whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It now says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher so the reason you are saved is because you have believed the reason you believed is because you heard and the reason you heard is because there was a preacher that ministered to you praise god so we've got to go out there we've got to meet people and tell them about this good news about this gospel and this is how we fulfill our ministries as able ministers of the new covenant, of the new testament. God is counting on us. God is counting on us. No one else can do this job apart from us. Angels don't preach the gospel. They don't. Remember when Cornelius in the book of Acts was praying. Bible said that an angel appeared to him and tell him to send for Peter. The angel didn't preach the gospel. Send for Peter that will preach the gospel. So a man would need to preach. And God has committed that word into our hands. We have that gospel that can save a man in our mouth. We have that power. But Paul said that for in Romans chapter 1 verse 16. He said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. He said, it is the power of God unto salvation. So the power of God to save any man has been committed into your hands, has been committed into my hands. 
So if you want to see a man saved, you will need to release that power by the preaching of the gospel. Hallelujah. We are ministers in Christ. Able ministers. He has made us so. He has made us so. And, and we have to be deliberate about it. We have to be deliberate about it. About reaching hearts to people. About reaching out to people. I remember one of the things I did one time. I went to visit somebody. And the purpose of that visitation was to preach. I mean, it was the purpose. So when I went on the visitation, I really had it in mind. So with our conversation as everything was going, I was able to bring it into the gospel. And to the glory of God, the person got saved. So we, we've got to be deliberate. Whereby you can fix a lunch with somebody. Just for the purpose that I'm going to engage this person and preach the gospel to this person. You can you can fix an outing with somebody. Fix an engagement with somebody. With the purpose of preaching the gospel to them. Hallelujah. It's about the eternity of man. Anyone that doesn't believe in Jesus is going to end up in hell. It's going to end up in hell. So we've got to take them away from the power of darkness. We want to, we ought to do the will of our Father. You know, like Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. What is God's will? That whole man be saved. And the only way we can do that is to realize who we are in Christ. That we are able ministers. God has made us able ministers of the gospel. We have received the ministry of reconciliation we have been given the word of reconciliation so we go out there we meet people and we tell them say guys jesus loves you god had paid because you see there's some people that have even not heard the gospel they've been hearing people preach but they've really not heard the gospel of christ what is the gospel first corinthians 15 first corinthians chapter 15 and verse 1 he said, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. What did he preach unto them? Verse 3. Verse 3. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried. And that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So the gospel is centered around the death, the burial and the resurrection of Jesus. So some people have heard something being preached to them. But it's not the gospel of Jesus. They've heard that God is angry with them for their sins. They've heard that God is going to visit them for their sins. They've heard that they should uh, forsake their ways and come to God. But the gospel is actually that God had put their sins on Jesus. God is not even expecting them to forsake anything. They only need to believe and God will wash them clean. So people have been hearing different things, but they've not even heard the gospel as it were. So we've got to preach the gospel, the word of reconciliation, that God is not imputing any sin on them. Is not imputing their trespasses on them. Why? He has laid it all upon Jesus. Bible says, For him who knew no sin, God had made him sin for us. Not for believers only, for the whole world. First John 2. Bible says, It's the propitiation for the sin of the whole world. 
Hallelujah. So God has committed this ministry of reconciliation into your hands. He has committed the ministry of reconciliation into my hands. And we've got to do it. We've got to share it. We've got to tell the world out there. Now listen, God loves you so much that he had made somebody, his own son, to pay for your sins. Hallelujah. So we've got to be deliberate. Be intentional about it. And say to yourself, see, I'm a minister of the gospel. In Christ Jesus, it is who God has made me to be. God has made me an able minister of the gospel. I have received the ministry of reconciliation. I have received the word of reconciliation. And I fulfill my ministry by preaching the gospel, by telling the people that God loves them. Jesus loved them. Jesus died for them. Jesus was buried for them. Jesus rose hope for them. And they can be justified from all their sins. Praise God. I'm a minister of the gospel. I'm a minister of the gospel. An able minister of the gospel. And I fulfill my ministry by the preaching of the gospel. I've been made a minister of the gospel. And I fulfill my ministry by the preaching of the gospel. I am bold. I am bold. I am not shy. The gospel is in my mouth. The power of God to save a man. I am not ashamed of it. And I declare it boldly. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I believe you have been blessed and edified. I will encourage you to go ahead, share it with somebody else, another believer. Let them also get the same fire burning in their heart to reach out to the lost world. God is counting on you. God is counting on me. And we will fulfill our ministries in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Let's catch up again next week Sunday. Cheers.